to see if my titties are actually flying out like Santa's reindeer. <laughs> get back in there, Donner and Blitzen. <laughs> Even just like the slight thought of it, I get kind of a stress sweat. I'm doing lots of hand stuff in there. I want something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello everyone, welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R, don't get it twisted. I'm your host, Cat Wonders, and this is episode 117. Can you hear my earrings? So I'm coming back at you <laughs> with another velvet, risque velvet number. This time it's black. Now, I think it's still festive. Look at the sleeves. I have like, it's like a double sleeve. I have a little puff sleeve happening. And then of course it's plunging. I've got some little buttons and a belt and it fits me perfectly. But I just, I kind of Christmased it up with these earrings that say Merry Christmas. And I think they're in the right order. <laughs> I think it works. If not, they say Merry Christmas. And if it says Christmas Merry, well, they both work. I can't believe we're getting so close to Christmas time. It is, I'm filming this on Monday. <laughs> Wait a minute. I have to be somewhere tomorrow. And I was like, it's not today, is it? So Monday, the 20th, which means there are how many days until Christmas? So this is the last episode before Christmas. And then I have a, no, what am I talking about? Okay, that's why. My calendar was on November and I was like, what's going on? Um, yeah, never mind. It's the 18th today. I'm so not ready for Christmas. I am normally I would have wrapped gifts by now and been 10 steps ahead and had time to make cookies. This is like the first year that I'm not making cookies. I've just, everything has been so crazy busy and there've just been some other like shenanigans happening that <laughs> making it hard to do any kind of filming. And I'm kind of a, I'm the kind of person that like, I need to feel really great to film. I can't have anything else that he's doing or like on my mind. I need to like a clean slate. So that has posed a bit of a problem this month, but come January, things are going to kind of like chill out a bit. I'll probably be in my new studio. And uh, cause right now there's just so much, like I'm doing lots of hand stuff in there. Um, because I have very specific tastes and how I want things done. <laughs> I live in such a small town that I can't find people to do what I need them to do. So I just got to do it myself, which is totally fine. Saving me lots of money. I have little eye gems on. Can you see them? I just decided to judge out my makeup by putting a couple of crystals on my bottom lids. Can you even see them? <laughs> and I hope that this, like these bells are not going to drive you crazy. My microphone isn't too, too sensitive, so I think it should be fine. Um, so the 18th today, this is going up on the 22nd. So when you're seeing this, I'd like to have it up on the 22nd, but I've kind of been posting on Saturday. So 22nd, 23rd, somewhere around there. Um, and which means it's real damn close to Christmas time. And um, I hope you're feeling more prepared than I am because even just like the slight thought of it, I get kind of a stress sweat and it was weird because the other night I, I looked this up on my phone. I ha like sometimes my feet 
if I'm laying in bed, my feet will be kind of like cold and like sweaty for no reason. Like it's not hot. I'm my body temperature's fine. Like I'm even a bit chilled. So it was bothering me because I was like, what is even going on? Like, why am I sweating? And it's happened to me before. I've just never really like looked it up, but like stress and anxiety can induce this. People with like, that have like ex excessive sweating or something that that's also common, which I don't have, but yeah. And I was like, oh, that, that makes sense because every time I'm thinking about Christmas and all the things I have to do, and I'm also cooking a big ass turkey. And I went to Hutterite Farm in Alberta to get me a good, real, free-range turkey and drove way the frick out, like half an hour outside of the city in the opposite direction of where I came. And I was like, what was I thinking? And then I find out that they actually del like deliver to the city, to Calgary. Damn. But hey, it was a beautiful drive. I got to see the operation. And um, I got to point to the turkey that I wanted and then they just beheaded it right there. Like they just like samurai it right off. And then, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I wanted to look my turkey in the eyes before I killed it or ate it. Could you imagine? I have done that before. I've shot many grouse and chickens and stuff like that. You know, everything, nothing went to waste. Sometimes we'll even tie some flies with the feathers. So, <laughs> so everything gets used. Um, and the best thing about like cooking wild game is that you usually have to cook like three or four to make it like an adequate meal. And then you just use the little carcasses for soup. I mean, of course you don't just use the whole thing, right? We skin it and all that good stuff, but it's just a meal that keeps on going and going and going. Same like turkey, <laughs> but this turkey, I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't really wrap my mind around how much, like how big a 9.5 kilo turkey is, which is 20 pounds. I kind of thought it would be smaller. <laughs> and I went to pick it up and I was like, oh, is that mine? He's like, yep, this is yours. I'm like, okay, here we go. I've cooked big turkeys before. This might be the biggest one. And I'm having the fewest people over for dinner. <laughs> They're like, you get to take home turkey. You get to take home turkey. None of it will go to waste. And I'm telling you, that turkey's going to go so far. I even do like a turkey salad, like where you just cut up like the breast. Kind of like you want to maybe use like the, the toughest part of the bird. And uh, and then make like, it's almost like, it's like a chicken salad, but like turkey salad for like sandwiches or crackers. So good. Um, soups, of course. And then I just like freeze sandwich size amounts of turkey like anyway i'm like sharing way too much information but i'm gonna make also german red cabbage this year to go along with my second christmas dinner because like i mentioned before um i go to my aunt's place for christmas we all do we all conglomerate there she's got a beautiful house and um she's got the most amount of space <laughs> and a massive basement where everybody can like run around and get crazy um so but, oh yeah, I'm like, what are we talking about? Um, I'm bringing the stuffing. I'm also making some German red cabbage. And then I'm also gonna do deviled eggs. Some people call them stuffed eggs and those people are losers. <laughs> Who says stuffed eggs? No, actually I have somebody close to me said it once and she's like, oh yeah, stuffed eggs. I'm like stuffed eggs, it makes sense. But I just always known them to be deviled eggs. It's like people that call eggnog 
Christmas milk. No, it's eggnog. <laughs> Can I have some Christmas milk? When were you born? <laughs> Yesterday? Sorry, okay. I feel like my titties are really flying out. If you're listening to this podcast, make sure you check out the video version to see if my titties are actually flying out like Santa's reindeer. <laughs> Get back in there, Donner and Blitzen. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a weird mood today. It happens to me. It's probably to do with my cycle. Probably just more with it than normal. <laughs> As I get older, I'm like, wow, I'm really feeling these like highs and lows, especially in the winter time. And especially because my cross country ski trails are not ready yet. And there's snow outside. So my brain is being tricked into thinking that I should be outside. But I mean, I can go snowshoeing and stuff like that, but I won't even need to. I mean, snowmobiling is like, it's fun, but it's not like exercise-y. It can be if you're going up in the high country and like, but I want to like get out and like sweat a little. So snowshoeing would work, but I don't need to because like the snowmobile trails on my property right now are like rock hard. I just go for a walk. I should just go for a walk. That's what I should do. But it's also getting so dark so early that by the time I'm finished all my stuff for the day, I'm like, I guess I got to just make time in the morning. Okay, I have to make this cocktail because I need one. <laughs> I'm filming late today too, so I'm like, woo! Don't have to drive anywhere. I've got chili. I've got buffalo chili in the crock pot right now. So good. It's not buffalo burger though. It's like buffalo stew meat. And I've never made a chili without like burger, like a, you know, ground up meat. Uh, so these are, but they're like one inch chunks and they'll shrink down too. So it doesn't matter. It's more of like a stew, like a bean stew, I guess. Not technically a chili, but we'll see how it goes. It's going to be great. And um, yeah, what was I talking about? Cocktails. So I have a sprig of rosemary in this glass. I recently purchased this suspicious looking bottle of pea water. <laughs> Just joking. It's turmeric spirit. So it's actually blood orange turmeric tea infused vodka cocktail. So I guess it's turmeric tea. I thought there was like turmeric, but I guess it would settle maybe. I don't know if turmeric wouldn't really dissolve. So that makes sense. But blood orange turmeric, I tested, I had a little taste test. It was at a farmer's market and tasted it. And I was like, whoa, it was not what I was expecting. I initially didn't see the blood orange part. I thought it was just turmeric. And I was like, oh, okay. That'd be good in like Caesars or like Bloody Marys or something more savory, like a martini or something but it's kind of sweet and delicious. So I bought a bottle and I kind of felt like saying to them, I was like, cause the people that own the company were selling the booze. And I was like, I really felt like disclosing that I have a liquor podcast. <laughs> cause I've reached out to Canadian companies, um, before to like send me your stuff. And they have, I've worked with lots of them. Um, but I didn't bring it up because there was a bunch of people around the table <laughs> and I didn't want to be like, I have a liquor podcast. And like, they'd be like, Oh yeah. I don't know. I just wasn't the right timing. And I also feel weird that they might feel like I'm asking for something for free to like promote it. So I just didn't bring it up. Um, but I did taste this one. I did taste their gin, their gin. It's called midnight gin and it's purple and it has like glitter in it. It's beautiful but it's super strong. And I, I like gin. And when I took a sip of it at the market, the guy was like looking at me in my eyes. He's like, isn't it smooth? And I was like, yeah, it's so 
excellent. <laughs> but it's, it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's super strong. Like it needed to be distilled multiple times, maybe <laughs> not just once, um, but it's okay. I bought it. So you can see these are small batch. This is batch number 17. And um, the, how do I describe this flavor? It's very orangey. The turmeric, I don't think you'll taste. It's just kind of lending some nice color. Also, look at these lids. Like, isn't that sleek? It's not like, you know, you don't have to have one of those metal things on here or whatever breaks up the, the beauty of the bottle, but these are nice bottles. Um, I did, I have seen this kind of lid before with other liquors. Um, it was like a rosé and I bought the, I bought the rosé because I was like, wow, what a beautiful bottle. I was like, oh, it's because it's got a clear lid. <laughs> So I'm not going to use a shaker for this because I have an idea and um, let's see if we can make it work. For Christmas, a friend of mine bought me a, a liquor advent calendar <laughs> and every day is one of these little size. These are actually, they're bigger than shots. These are 50 mil. A shot is kind of 40 mil. So this is, it's just, it's my kind of shot. <laughs> um, and they're all different flavors. They're pre-mixed cocktails which is super, super, super nice because I'm kind of like tasting flavors and things that I would never normally put in a cocktail myself. Excuse me. There's also a lot of um, creamy like mixes in there and they're, they're all cute names. Like this one's Winter Martini. Other one's like Santa's Naughty Treat or whatever. <laughs> um, but the brand is Union 10 and I highly recommend this advent calendar. Um, I'm sure it's just Union. Te I don't think it's, I don't think it's a, a Canadian company. I think it's American, but anyway. Um, so today's martini is called winter martini. I had to open it cause I needed to know if it's more like sweet or sour or meat. I was kind of guessing it might be cinnamon. It's not, it's like a really strong kind of cranberry blueberry flavor. So I also have to show you this, which is very exciting. Look at this jar of sugared cranberries. But listen, they're freeze dried and they're insane. So cranberries are sour, right? Have you ever tried to eat a cranberry <laughs> raw? It's a little overpowering. Some people might like it, but it's quite strong. Anyway, so like, Listen to these. They're totally paper light. Like I wouldn't even know I'm holding anything right now, but listen to the texture. Holy shit. What do they look like on the inside? So they're just powdery. Essentially, this is like space food. Completely freeze-dried, super light. So I saw these and how beautiful they are. And I'm like, I'm gonna use those in cocktails. And it's daily stay good forever. I also bought some freeze-dried bananas. And the crazy thing is they keep their shape, not their sheen, but they keep their shape and the way that they were cut, they were sliced like thick, probably half an inch thick. 
and they just looked like bananas in a jar. And when you pick it up, it's so weird. It's like a weird brain thing because you're expecting there to be some sort of weight. But you bite into it and it's like, it's like a Lucky Charms marshmallow is the best way to describe it. That's the kind of crunch it has. So unbelievably delicious. And I'm like, wow, like any freeze dried fruit, I could throw in a cocktail, just even as a garnish, but really, really, really awesome. And I'm assuming that these will float because they are so f just pretty much air. Um, and then I'm gonna throw a little slice of orange just for some festive color. But here's my idea. I don't normally, like normally if I'm mixing two different colors, they're not two different types of alcohol, but I'm gonna try to layer this. So I'm thinking that I'm gonna put the red on the bottom and then I'm going to add some sparkling water, but that will mix the red. I wonder if this will sink. No, I think I learned that before because I thought, oh, maybe the alcohol, but it would, I would almost think the alcohol is lighter than the water, but there's other stuff in it. I don't know. I can't figure it out, but what I'm gonna do is carefully add, so I'm gonna add this in the bottom. I'm gonna carefully add some sparkling water with probably, I'm not sure if I have my little spoon with me. I need it. I need something. I could probably figure something out. I'll use something. And then I'm going to try to add this on top and then add my garnishes and then just go from there. God, I can't believe it. Rosemary is so fragrant. It's unbelievable. Okay. Let's start with some ice, ice baby. That was bound to happen. So because I don't want to have to add a ton of water, I'm gonna just do mostly ice. And then we're gonna go crazy. Maybe I should have added this before I added the ice. I'm gonna start over. I really want the yellow to stay on, the red to stay on the bottom, people. So I would say you could replace this with a bit of like a cranberry vodka. Okay, now I can add the ice. Or I should layer some cranberry, oh, I'm crazy. Okay. Now, do I even need, yeah, because I don't want to put that much. Well, you know what this is? Actually, it's 14%. So I could do a couple shots of this because it's not like um crazy, because this is 40%. Sorry, this is 30%. So this is kind of like the same percentage as like a nice wine. So I'm gonna do two shots of this and it has really nice flavor. Very orangey, almost like cinnamon orange or something. It's good. One. Okay, the next one I'm gonna add super slowly. To keep it on top. This way I need a spoon to pour it on. 
could use the muddler. I care. This is why I'm putting so much effort in, because I care. Oh my god. Okay, it kind of worked. And it looks like fiery. Okay. I don't want to move it too much. That's what this is going to be called. Fireside. At night. <laughs> no, I just like fireside. So I'm going to add. Okay, let's have a look before I mix it up by adding my garnishes. <clears throat> so it's kind of like flamey. Giving me some flame. Okay. I'm going to add couple of cranberries on the top. Do three for good luck. Beautiful. It's funny, I had friends over actually through a party and uh, not especially like a Christmas party, just like a get together. And I was making fancy drinks and just adding a bit of rosemary and like not these cranberries, but just like actual cranberries and like the people's reaction to like a fancy looking cocktail and it could just literally be water in there. They'd be like, wow, it really does a lot. I'm going to choose a pretty orange here. It's not really that pretty, but... <laughs> Do I have any straws? <clears throat> I only have bamboo straws. I haven't really used them yet, but I thought that I had... Yes! I do! I got one more! <laughs> All right, is that? Yeah, that'll work. What do you think? It's my fireside cocktail. So it's like a blood orange, kind of a spicy blood orange, cranberry bevy. I'm gonna stir it up. You know how I stir cocktails sometimes is blow bubbles into them. Okay, here we go. What is that? Like a little squirrel over here. Excellent. So, <clears throat> highly recommend this Tainton Bay Sp Tainton? probably a place. All I think of the word, I, if I hear tainted, I'm just going to hear taint. <laughs> My taint bay, blood orange turmeric. Very lovely. And like a weird spice that I can't explain. Maybe it's coming from this winter martini. Yeah. It almost has like a little bit of like a cinnamon or something. I guess now I'm recording the audio. Damn. It's going to sound horrible. <laughs> My camera was the only audio that was recording. Oh, shoot. Well, you know what? That's fine. We're only 12 more minutes in because I already stopped and started this. Yeah, so this point forward, it's going to sound a lot better. <laughs> what a joke. Well, you know what? We're here having fun together and we're just winging it as usual. 
And that's, sorry about that, <laughs> for those of you listening to this audio version. I was going to say something and then I got thrown off there by not having audio recording, but it's all right. It's how things go. <laughs> I just keep making excuses like, it's not my fault. I mean, I just, no, it definitely is my fault. Um, okay, so Christmas is coming. I was thinking about this the other day. Have you, when you were a kid around Christmas time, did your parents ever pretend to be Santa Claus like did you have somebody show up to your house like dressed as Santa did you have noises on your rooftop did you hear jingling bells outside I want to know because I feel like <laughs> my mom told me this story I don't remember this because I was little I was probably three so anyway how do I tell the story basically there was a bunch of people over at my mom's place were having like kind of like, I guess, a Christmas Eve party or whatever. And, uh, well, lo and behold, ho, 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 Santa is coming through the front door. And, uh, and I was like, I guess, enamored. And I was like looking and like, wow, like I wasn't afraid because some kids like scream and run the other way. Um, but then Santa came and picked me up and put him on his lap and. And I just looked at him and I go, hi, dad. <laughs> it was my dad <laughs> dressed as Santa. And I called it right away. And apparently he just hit the floor laughing. Everybody laughed. Um, and then he had to play the role, like, because he didn't want to just take off his beard and be like, okay, you caught me. Because I think he still wanted to keep the um, the magic alive. And uh, anyway, it was, it's just like a funny memory that I don't have, like in my memory, but it's like a story story memory, which is also interesting, you know, because I can visualize it as if it, I was there, right? Like, I guess that's what happens when you have like, like a visual imagination. I think we all have visual imaginations. That sounds kind of dumb, but um, <clears throat> like when somebody tells you a story, you can really see it unfold. Um, so I think that's a lot of times like my nostalgia comes from memories that don't belong to me. It comes from stories that are told by my parents or my aunts or my uncles or like so. But it's funny because I could see it in my head as if I was there. Right. But it's just a fabrication in my mind of what it looked like, what it smelled like. <laughs> it sounds crazy. I'm talking about the era, the 70s, you know, Um just the energy, the vibe, like people socializing. I think I dream of a time where there are no cell phones and no technology, where you had to go to your neighbor's house for a fun time, you know, like, whereas now, like, when was the last time you went to your neighbor's place? Like your actual next door neighbor? I'm, I'm hoping most of you are going like, oh, the other week. First of all, I don't have neighbors. I live on a big acreage. But the ones that live closest to me I don't even know who lives there, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> but I think back in the day, we are like more vulnerable and more dependent on each other. Now we're not. And we can just use our phone, like to find directions or to figure out what's part of this recipe or how to stop a leak in your tire or something. You know what I mean? Like just Google it. Whereas before I'd be like, I know that Jimmy down the road has a socket wrench that I can use. And then neighbors kind of relied on each other. It just doesn't really happen. I think in certain communities, <clears throat> for sure, it still happens. And I'm not saying like humanity has just gone to shit, but it kind of has in some ways. 
you know it's funny too because it kind of looks fiery it has this fieriness to it like this spice this turmeric isn't spicy right but winter martini it's got to be coming from this so if you really want to make this cocktail <laughs> you have to buy this because i don't think the spiciness is coming from the turmeric anyway so but this but highly recommend the taint and the taint and bay <laughs> blood orange turmeric not sponsored they don't even know that i'm doing this they don't even know who i am so just so you know um and if you can find freeze-dried cranberries get them it's also like i'm gonna bring this to my aunt's place for cocktails i mean i gotta be careful then how many i use i wonder if you were to soak one of these if they would reabsorb water because they just seem so impossibly dry that the fact that they keep their shape that's a crazy thing it's like if you were to you know craisins like dried cranberries they shrink and shrivel up but this process just leaves them like i have to hide my face just leaves them perfect like the day that they were frozen So what kind of holiday fun do I have in store for you? I don't know. I'm trying to like figure out what to gift my brother and my sister. Because I still haven't gotten them gifts. Um, and I think I'm just going to gift them booze. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, or just like get them a nice set. Like couple glasses some nice bottles maybe some like cheese like snacks kind of prepare it a few days before Christmas and then kind of keep it nice and cold somewhere um because it's it's tough like to figure out things to buy for people right but like for me this is what I want for Christmas I am obsessed with the show not the show it's it's a YouTube channel called The Chateau Diaries. I've talked about this before. Stephanie is the owner of this chateau she bought years ago, and the entire show is about her renovating this old century hotel, or um, chateau, back to its original glory. And she's very all about like preser preserving the history of the place. And um, But I'm just in love with everybody on that YouTube channel, like everybody living at the chateau, because she's there. With, she lives there with her boyfriend now, who she met through, you know, I think he was a volunteer to kind of help. Because like, they get tons of people that that basically for room and board um, will help around the chateau. So um, I'm sure some of them would get paid too. But, uh, but they wind up like cooking dinner together or they wind up having dinner together every night. You know, like so it's just such a family vibe in there and everybody's very close and the effort that goes into the meals and it's just almost makes me cry when I watch it sometimes I'm like oh. so my point is for Christmas you know what I want I want to stay because they you can go online and you can actually book to stay because they, they run the chateau as like an Airbnb or like a like a hotel so you can book rooms um I'd love to go there and apparently it's hard to get to like it's in France 
but it's not like you can just drive there from the airport. I think it's many, many hours from the airport and um, I think you'd need to be like shuttled there or what, maybe they do that there. I don't know, maybe they offered it for you to be, get picked up, but it's such a long way that I'm like, because oh. if it was closer to the airport, I think I would just go, like I would just book it and go and stay for like a couple weeks and, you know, meet some of the people that I've been watching for a few years and but that's what I want. That's what I'd love. I'd love to go there. I've, I've seen every corner and every inch of it through the through the YouTube channel. I can almost navigate my way through the chateau, like just because I've seen so many episodes. And um, I'm just super like that if I would have such butterflies in my stomach if I knew like this summer I was going to go there and, you know, and volunteer, like help out, do shovel shit. I don't care. Well, they don't really have. Well, they have sheep. But they're in a field. But they have chickens and they have peacocks. Peacocks are like kind of one of the main themes of Chateau de la Lande. Um, but I, that's sort of what I fantasize about. Like that. That gives me like when you're a kid and you think about going to Disneyland or whatever. That's the same kind of feeling I get. So... I think if I knew more about like what my brother and sister were interested in, but I, I shouldn't say like, cause we're not disconnected by any means, but like, what do they watch on you? Like, what do they like? What are they interested in? My brother is an amazing artist, like musically and artistically. And, um, so I did get him something specifically for that, but it's small and cheap. And I'm like, oh, well, which doesn't necessarily matter, but, and then my sister, she's really into dance. Uh, she's a teacher. She's very, like, also very artistic. It's almost like it'd be interesting to get them classes or something. That's not a bad idea. Just just dawned on me. <laughs> um, but it's also they're, they're super busy with their schedules. Like, will it work with their schedule and that kind of thing? But anyway, I'm just kind of thinking out loud and trying to get to the point where I'm comfortable. <laughs> or my feet aren't sweating in bed at night. Oh, I feel like I have cranberry, dried cranberry in my teeth, do I? Hmm. What is one, one food that you only have at Christmas time that like most reminds you of Christmas? Because I, I have a few. And to be honest, one of them is deviled eggs. <laughs> I don't, I don't eat deviled eggs any other time. I don't really see them at like people's houses or, and I think I, it was my uncle Ted who made deviled eggs for many years. And then I think, I think my Oma also did towards like the end. I don't, can't remember, but they were always there on the table. So deviled eggs, and I don't really ever think to make them in the summertime. Their eggs like doesn't last maybe as long. I don't know. <laughs> but in my mind, Christmas won't be Christmas without deviled eggs. Because turkey you can have on Thanksgiving. And in Canada, we have a different time. Like you guys have, you guys, like I don't have Canadian listeners, but Americans have Thanksgiving so close to Christmas. Like ours is more spread out. Ours is like a whole month before. Ours is in October. No. Yeah, October. Right? I can't remember. <laughs> I'm Canadian, but not really, I guess. Um so turkey you have then, stuffing you have then. 
And so we do, like for Christmas, always turkey stuffing. I think this year there's a ham getting rolled out. And so I'm like, well, like, what is it specifically about Christmas dinner? I mean, cranberry sauce, which I never used to like or use at all until like a couple years ago. No, it was last year. My cousin, Johnny, <laughs> love you, Johnny. He made his own cranberry sauce and it was so cute. I think I talked about this last time too. Like, he's like, oh yeah, and here's cranberry sauce. I made it with this red. And I was, we're like, you made the cranberry sauce. It was so great. Cause who, I mean, who makes cranberry sauce? I should buy it. <laughs> so uh, let me know in the comments what is your Christmas food? Like, what is it that, what is the one thing that you have? And, and a lot of times, I'm sure it's like some sort of baking that your mother or grandmother did or that only comes out like once a year. Yeah. I mean, eggnog also that time, this time of year. Eggnog is like such a specific flavor. Like, I, I couldn't imagine drinking eggnog in like July. Weird. Unless you're at like some sort of Christmas in July, but. Mmm. That's killer. What else? We could pull out some cocktail trivia if you'd like. Or we can, I mean, Christmas stories or like interesting Christmas facts. That was really boring. <laughs> I shouldn't say really boring. I did learn a couple things. Do I remember what I learned? No. Um, but it was fun while it lasted. But I've got this cocktail trivia. I think my sister bought this for me. I've whipped this out lots now. Also, so update on my studio. I'm officially ordering wallpaper now because there's like a couple walls I want to wallpaper. And um, it's so retro. This, this reminds me <laughs> of the different wallpaper I've been looking at for my studio. Like I want it the vibe to be very retro Palm Springs, 60s, 70s um, vibes. And you're going <laughs> to, I'm hoping I can make it all pull together because I was just in there today, like taking measurements again. And I was like, good, this looks crazy right now, but it's for the greater good. And I'm excited, but I'm also kind of nervous. So that's also why my feet are sweating at night. Okay. Let's start. I've already read this one. Okay, so that's just gonna stay on this end. <clears throat> what ingredient added to a martini makes it dirty? A, cola, B, olive brine, C, cocoa powder, or D, bitters? The answer is B, olive brine. I wish there was a way that I could read this where I would have to guess and not see the answer. <laughs> I've done that before. I'm like, how did I do that? Okay, I'm gonna cover the answers. A cocktail made of absinthe and champagne created by Ernest Hemingway is called what? Blood and sand. The sun also rises. Death in the afternoon, a farewell to arms. The answer is death in the afternoon. I've also read that one. Random. <laughs> Not so random, I guess. Okay. 
I'm going to cover this up. I don't know the answers. I haven't read them. And I'm just going to guess without even knowing what my options are. What signature tiki drink had its own cafe run by Monty Prozer of the Copacabana at the 1939 World's Fair? What signature tiki drink had its own cafe run by Monty Prozer of the Copacabana at the 1939 World Fair? Freaky tiki? <laughs> okay, let's see. A, pina colada. B, nui nui. C, test pilot. Or D, zombie. The answer is D, zombie. I would have never, ever, ever imagined that. Freaky tiki, I like that better. Okay, what 1988 Mel Gibson, Michelle Pfeiffer crime caper? Let me try that again. What 1988 Mel Gibson, Michelle Pfeiffer, crime caper, is named after a boozy orange juice cocktail? Okay, so I think of crime caper is like, or a caper is like a cocktail? What 1988 Mel Gibson, Michelle Pfeiffer, crime caper is named after a boozy orange juice cocktail? It's like a crime movie, I think. A boozy orange juice cocktail? A... Mimosa, B, White Lady, C, Screwdriver, D, Tequila Sunrise. I would guess B, White Lady. I guess this may be controversial. <laughs> Naming a, f a film, The White Lady. <laughs> um, the answer is D, Tequila Sunrise. Is that the name of the movie? I think I need to, I need to watch that. Michelle Pfeiffer, honestly, is one of the most beautiful actresses of all time. There was like, I was watching a podcast where they were bringing up like multiple actors from back in the day that were like the most beautiful. And of course, like Angelina Jolie comes up, some of these classic like actresses, but how shiny is my face right now? But Michelle Pfeiffer, like I could just stare at her all day, even now, like insanely beautiful same with um another actress that was in the movie where she was famous for like spreading her legs <laughs> flashing her peach a little bit um not michelle no michelle oh, not michelle fiber um i'm terrible like when i have to remember somebody's name and do you ever get that where you're trying to remember something but and right the second before somebody says it you remember at that exact moment it's very strange Anyway, she's one of the most famous actresses in the world. When she was younger, holy crap. Um, should we read one more? Sure. Heard you screaming, one more. You're probably like, no more. Okay, what character from The Office liked to drink scotch and Splenda? I never was a fan of The Office. I never watched it. In fact, I could probably get into it now, but. A, Holly Flax. B, Creed, Bat Creed Bratton. C, Michael Scott, or D, Dwight Schrute? Do you know the answer? C, Michael Scott, Scotch and Splenda. That's funny. So I have like, it might be coming from this or something. I don't know, but I have like little tiny fibers on my face. And because I have like a hairy face, <laughs> I feel everything. When I shave my face, because I have like, oh, I found it. Yes, it's a very fine, like, almost like a cat hair. But 
I have, and I think it's just because of my genetics, but I am coated in like peach fuzz. And isn't it such a blessing when you find an old film you haven't seen before? You're like, I can't believe I haven't seen this. I think th like there are probably plenty of like 70s kind of mobster type films that I haven't seen. But I think I have because I've seen clips from these movies so often that it makes it kind of convinces you you've already seen that movie. But I think it was Scarface or something that I had never officially seen. But I've seen so many clips from that film, like in different references for this or that, or whatever, that I felt like I'd seen the movie before because I've seen it my whole life. Like not my whole. Well, probably my whole life. Yeah. Depending on when that movie was made. But um but the odd time, there's like one that I discovered that I haven't seen. And I'm like, yes, I just get so stoked because <laughs> I love that era. That's my hair <laughs> sticking in there. I love that era of film. I love the 70s disco kind of like Scarface is such a good example. And Michelle Pfeiffer's in that one, right? Yeah. And just stunning. But just the filmography, everything about it, the era... Another one, like a more modern one that I love is Pulp Fiction and those kind, because they're also set almost like earlier than when they were made um, in some ways, right? I think that one's set in the 70s, but um, oh yeah, like a good old movie that you've never seen. That's exciting. And if, I've gone online before and typed in like the top 20 mobster films of like 70s and 80s and... Uh, I think there's still a few that I haven't seen. So, um, yeah, it's almost like, because I'm not the type of person that watches the same movie twice. Some people can watch the same movie over and over and over because they love it so much. I can't. <laughs> I watch it once um, and then I'm done with it because I already know what's going to happen. Like, I there's no thrill in it or like no, I don't know, it's lacking something for me. Um but with music, if I find a song that I absolutely love, I will listen to it over and over and like fantasize about like the parts of the song and like imagine myself performing like dances to it and like really random stuff. <laughs> and then I'll listen to it so much that I won't ever want to listen to it again. So I'll like I'll, I'll get a good 50 listens out of a song and then move on to the next. <laughs> so that's weird. It's like the opposite with movies. Um, but when I do rewatch a movie, it's never as bad as I think it's going to be. So it's kind of interesting. What the heck is this? Raw nuts and wild berries. Got hungry the other night. Forgot about that. Oh, I don't know what it is about my... And because I have makeup on, I can't just like scratch my face. It's like a... Probably the, my own hair that's falling off and going somewhere else on my face. But yeah, I do have like a special little razor to shave my face. And I've, I heard for so long, like, never shave your face. It grows back thicker. Not true. That's actually a little true with if you shave above your lip. I did. I shaved my whole face, including above my lip. And the hair did kind of come in like somebody mentioned it, it like close to me. But they were like, looks like you got a freaking mustache. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't have a mustache. And um, so I avoid that area. I also avoid going near my eyebrows because it's so easy to go whoop and like remove part of your eyebrow. That's also not cool. Um, but yeah, you can, sh and it's funny. Like it's like you shave down and 
it freaking like, why is my camera flashing? No, I don't know what's going on anyway. And the amount of fluff that comes off of my face, it's wild. But when I do have like a freshly shaved face, my makeup goes on smooth. It's like flawless. I just feel like a million bucks. But then it's it's just too much work. <laughs> of all the other beauty things I have to do, shaving my face is just not something I want to add to the list. So just I just go through my life hairy-faced. And it does keep me warm. And I do have more sensation. So I can feel when I have like a hair on my face. Whereas if I didn't have little hairs, I wouldn't be able to feel anything. So this is like a little romper actually. So it looks like a dress, it's not, it's a romper. Mm. What was I talking about? My memory card filled up again. I just gotta go through and like delete everything off the card. What's weird is that I can't do it on my computer. I have to do it on the actual camera. So it for reformats the card or something, but. Okay, also, oh my God. I, I took some video of so I have three regal jumping spiders or Phidippus regius. Some people call them regius. But anyway, they're jumping spiders, but they come from like, I think Southern Florida. They're, the, they're like from a warmer climate. But they're, I know it sounds crazy. They're the most adorable spiders I've ever seen. I, I learned about them by watching like certain YouTube shorts and Instagram reels and stuff like that where people are are handling them and they're about the size of a of a nickel kind of like not like spread out they're quite like stocky little guys with great big eyes and I'm sure you've probably if you do scroll through TikTok or whatever you've probably come across a couple videos throughout your scrolling time if not just type in regal jumping spider and um so I <laughs> I wound up at three, sort of long story short, the very first one I ever ordered arrived dead. So I was kind of like, damn it. It was tiny, tiny, like just a tiny little, little thing, like really small. Um, but apparently it was a, like, it was a failed molt. So, cause normally when spiders die, they curl up. This guy was like, just like dead. So I contacted the guy and I was like, damn it, this guy died. Um, and I said, I'm going to go and like, just look for a closer uh, retailer because I, it's winter time. And I thought the guy might've frozen to death or whatever. I'm like, and this guy was shipping from Ontario. So I found a dealer out of Edmonton, ordered an older female spider, like a females, the females actually get bigger than the males. Um, and so she arrived happy and healthy. And then in compensation for the dead spider, the other dealer out of Ontario shipped me two more tiny, tiny little ones, which both arrived alive. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't know he was going to do that. I just thought I would get a refund. So he shipped them. And I was like, oh, great. Now I have to order more things. I got to like, but, but it's fine. I had these little guys. I wasn't going to like just ignore them. I'm taking good care of them. One of them already molted. So I've had them now for a couple of weeks. Um, maybe three weeks now. One of them already molted and he's like quite a bit bigger than the other one. So the oldest one I have, like the big, big mama that I have, she's hiding and molting again. She already molted once, which, and if you don't know, molting is when a spider kind of comes out of its exos exoskeleton. It kind of like just sheds its exterior skin and then comes out bigger and 
brighter and shinier and newer. <laughs> so she's already molted once. She's molting again. So I've just been really paying attention to these other two because when spiders are molting, they kind of stay in their little hammock that they build and they don't come out. <clears throat> so these two, now I could tell one's a male, one's a female. And the only way that I know this, because you can't sex them when they're super little, um, is this little guy is already like courting the other spider. I'm not sure the other one could be a male too. It just hasn't molted yet. And it's not, it's, it's literally half the size of this other one. And so, but I think it's a male because he's doing his little like shimmy left and right. <laughs> like one arm's coming up <laughs> and his little, what are these things called? They're like something pods or anyway, they have these little, little kind of extra little things that cover their fangs and they kind of just move around and twitch them around and stuff. And so doing like little like mating dance it's so cute and I was like wow and my camera because they're so small right now like they're really not big at all like at all they're probably I don't know I can't I don't even have anything that small to reference but they're probably anyway it doesn't matter but my camera just barely focuses on them. And then I have a couple like cute little videos. Maybe I'll send it as well to show you. If not, then I'll do it in the next video, but so cute. And I was like, Duh. and, and they, they, the way that they hunt, they eat like live insects. So I have like three different sizes of crickets. I have some that are far too big, but I'm just going to see if they hang on long enough for when my my big jumping spider gets big because I'm keeping good care of my crickets. I've got special cricket food, keeping it clean in there. They got lots of space and like stuff to do. <laughs> but uh, when you when they when they feed, I have like a special little dish, a magnetic dish that goes in there, and I put tiny tiny little crickets in there. So like they're called pinhead crickets, but they're growing now, so they're getting a bit bigger. So I put like two or three in their little feeding dish. And right away, because they have such good vision, these spiders, they're they're very unlike a lot of, like, then very unlike any other spider. They also have, like, little oscillating heads. They can look up at you like this with their big eyes. And it's just so sweet when they, like, catch a glimpse of you. And then they're like, you're like, hi. <laughs> My baby voice comes out. Hi, little guy. <laughs> um, so anyway, they they jump on their prey. So today I put in four little pinhead crickets in their little feeding dish in each one and the little I think it's a tiny little female she's hasn't really like hunted but she, before they molt they kind of stop eating but this other little guy the one that's all doing his like little magic dance um he right away saw that there was prey and he goes to his little dish and he kind of crawls along the outside and I'm almost like is he confused does he he can see them but he can't get to them right maybe it's weird for him but no He's kind of just scoping it out. Anyway, he he jumps in onto one. And I was like, oh, he got one. Let's that one go. Jumps on the other three. And he just murdered them all. <laughs> I should have recorded it. Other hair on my face. No. Anyway, and um, boom, boom, boom. Killed them all. And I was like, dude. Because they won't eat unless they see something moving, right? Like you can't just put dead crickets in there. They won't touch them. So I'm hoping that he's going to go back and eat them. Um, but lesson learned, because I didn't know that he would just kill them all. So I'm hoping that he'll go back and eat them. If not, I'll just, I've learned that now I just put one in at a time. 
Otherwise, he'll kill the other ones and won't eat them because they're not moving, you know. I mean, it's it's sport. It's good exercise and good practice. So that is a thing, too. But, like, to watch him go and, like, bite one. And they, they just basically inject them with venom. Like, they don't, like, fuck them up. <laughs> they don't, like, beat it up. They, they literally just bite it, give it a little dose, literally... Five seconds later, it just like stops. It's like such a potent venom. It's it's wild. Um, and w so I also handle the spiders. They're quite small, so it's intimidating that they might like get away. But I'm very very careful. Like I make sure to have like a white or a light background. So because they're almost black right now. So if I were to drop one on my like dark table in my dining room. I wouldn't see them. So I have to be very careful. But also, every time they jump, they can only jump so far. It's not like they can go like across the room, um, especially at their size. When they jump, they can probably jump like this far. So, and whenever they jump, they leave a little string, a strand of web behind them. So they always have a little bungee, a little bungee cord to catch them. Um, so it's not that bad, but like I said, it's still like when they're a lot bigger, they're way easier to handle and like way less scary, um, <laughs> which sounds opposite to some of you, but like they're heavier, bigger, but they always have their little, their little safety strand. So anyway, it's just really special. I really love them and it brings me a lot of joy to like look at them in their little enclosures because I, I have a bunch of 3D printed really neat things like fake mushrooms and little bridges and stuff like that for their enclosures. I will show you. I just want to make sure I get like everything kind of cleared out of here so that I can give you like an actual, I need my second camera because it's a little bit better than this one for that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, anyway. Oh, good. My cousin started a group text. I was going to do that today, but <sighs> somebody else did it for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. One less thing on the list of things to do. Um, do you ever get like where you have so many things to do that you just like fall face forward on the couch? Just take a nap. <laughs> That's what I do. Sometimes I'm like, well, I have to do at least four hours of work and I have to. That's what I do. <laughs> I just go to sleep. It's like such overload sometimes. And then what's been happening because it's close to Christmas people just come over they just come over and then I'm like a good host right oh hey come in yeah do you want a coffee or like you want something to drink or whatever and then I'm probably making food or something and then it's like two hours gone and we have so many people like working on the new garage studio everything in that department and it's a small town we know everybody I know everybody they just come in so it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go and do the electrical and then we're going to go and hang out with cats till like 6 or 7 p.m. And it's like, damn. So that has been taking up a lot of my time as well. Um, yeah. And just trying to stay on top of things as well as do everything else. And <laughs> I'm not I'm so fortunate, though. Like, I'm happy that this is like that I'm busy like this. Um it just cuts into some some other things. Like I have to leave town tomorrow again. And I'm like, <laughs> I, when is it going to end? Which is not, but it's okay. It's a beautiful life. And I have beautiful friends and family. 
and um, I'm just, you know, making it, I'm, I'm making it work. There's not even any carbonation here, I'm just burpy. I'm gonna make this for my friends. Oh wait, I can't. <laughs> I only have one of these. So I'm the same boat as you. But the blood orange turmeric, like I said, it's gotta be like a cranberry, almost like a scent, like there's like a cinnamon or some sort of spice happening. Maybe it's like a nutmeg or something. But either way, it's delicious and you can make it, it's really, this is the star here. So if you can get your hands on some of that, um, because it is a smaller Canadian company, you Americans might not be able to find it, but you Canadians, I think can um, at least order online. That's one thing you can do if you didn't know, order alcohol online within your own country. So there's a couple of companies that want to work with me out of the States, but they just can't get product to me. Um, I've had a couple of people come across the border and bring stuff over for me. Um, but it's kind of tough, especially for smaller distilleries, right? Because I can go and buy American booze all day long in the in my liquor store, local liquor, liquor store. But um, it's not the same, uh, especially, like I said, with small batch and like small town breweries and stuff I want to work with. Um, anyway, yeah, it's all good. But oh my gosh, you guys. This is the last podcast before Christmas. I want to wish each and every one of you a very, very merry, merry Christmas. Happy holidays. If you don't celebrate, then I wish you a great couple of winter weeks. And I will be back. I believe my next podcast is going up on the 29th. I thought maybe it would be New Year's Eve. It won't be. Um... So yeah, 29th, I'm going to see you a couple days before New Year's. Oh my God, I think I'm going to throw another party. Oh. <laughs> I like entertaining. I just don't like cleaning up. Just come over and eat and drink and then just, I just want to wake up to a clean house. You know what would be fun? Like to start a business, like an after party cleanup business where you show up at like 2 a.m. And you clean up after the party. If you offered that service, people would hire you. And I've never heard of it before. So if somebody gets rich off this idea, I want at least 1% of your business. <laughs> or just, just the profits. I don't, need, I don't need a percentage of your business, just some profit. So yeah. Anyway, you guys. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. I love you all so much. Please leave your comments down below. I want to know what your favorite Christmas food is. Um, I want to hear about your plans, if you have Christmas plans. Um, and I'll be thinking about all of you. And I'll see you before the new year. But I'll see you after Christmas.